You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. I am here with uh, Entertainment Tonight Canada freelancer and co-host of the Raging MMA Podcast, Shaquille Majari. I'm going to call you Shaq. But before we get to it, uh, this card has a little bit of a special meaning for you. This does, man, because my good friend Stevie Ray is on the card. <laughs> You're <laughs> taking on this absolute bum. Oh, uh, no longer raging Cajun Johnson. I don't. Uh, I think. I think it's safe to say because he's changed his social media. But uh, my my friend and co-host Cajun Johnson is now going by the nickname of the Magic Man. How do you feel about How do you feel about the Magic Man, Cajun Johnson? I I think he's okay. He's not. He, I think he's nothing now. I think he switched that to no nickname. So really, yes. I I just checked his social media a little while back, and he's like something about it. he changed his name back to Cajun Johnson. It's not the Magic Man anymore. Every time I think of the Magic Man, I think of uh, Talladega Nights, and I I may have tweeted him something. Oh, wow, you might be ahead of me here. Yes. What is going on, Cajun? I, I don't know. See, you should not make decisions when you are cutting weight because you're not thinking. Clear. <laughs> That's fair. That is absolutely fair. Uh, you know, he was floating around a few ideas. We talked about this before. There was uh, Ray, obviously Rage. The thing with Rage and Cajun Johnson is, if you've listened to the podcast, Cajun uh, was a little bit of a knucklehead growing up, and I yes. think he's kind of outgrown that nickname. He was floating around Kung Fu Cajun. I kind of like that one better. <laughs> I like the alliteration, you know. But I don't. I don't. I didn't talk to him about it. I don't really know about Magic Man. I don't really see how it. In fact, I think that'd be a be- better uh, name for me if you're going off of how it sounds. Yes, yes. Magic Man Shack. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm still seeing the Magic Man on Twitter. I'm still seeing the Magic Man on Twitter. Oh my gosh, he, he changed it again. Oh wait. Oh no, no, no. You know what it is? It says Cajun Johnson. Okay. Uh, but I think Google hasn't updated it yet. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time for. Things to change in the from Twitter to uh, from different websites to what it shows on the Google search. Yeah, he went. In, yeah, he he was serious, man. He changed his he changed yeah. his surname and everything. Now you can't. Change he asked the handle. me to change the name of the podcast, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta think a little bit, man. Well, yeah, well, that was my next question. Are you gonna change the name of the podcast to? Well, I don't know what's going on anymore, man. Um, I have no idea what's happening at this point, so I will wait and see. You know, I was working on a new logo for the show so it'd be a great time to do it um but i don't know you know what i'm i it, there's a lot because even with the podcast i kind of i don't want to move away from the mma but i also i'm trying to see if there's way a way to take mma out of the name of our podcast because i don't yeah. want to kind of box ourselves in you know yeah. um we've got a guest i don't want to guarantee because you know anything can fall through but we have uh, a very notable voice actor who's done like Dragon Ball Z and Street Fighter and all those oh, things wow. coming on sometime. And I'm trying to kind of move away from just talking about MMA all the time and see how we can kind of tie MMA into other topics, topics in entertainment, topics in the news, you know? Just want to branch out a little bit. Nice, nice. You know, I, I'm, this is the MMA type podcast, but the last several guests on the other podcast have all been MMA, MMA people, mainly because of the, uh, Iaquinta and the Dana White accounts. Nobody cares about the Checkmart <laughs> account. So I actually had Leslie Smith on uh, the week after you did, and a, unbeknownst to me, she had no idea John Fitch said anything about her. So uh, I got to did break you fill her in? I kind of uh, did. I was. Uh, like, how'd that go? Well, she's like, 
you know, she was kind of dumbfounded, and I'm like, well, it's confusing to me, kind of what you know, you know what they were trying to do because I thought it was kind of the same thing, you know, one's unionized, one's not. I didn't know she was booted from MMAFA because she was trying to unionize. So, and she basically she took it in stride. She said, well, you know, I think there might be a little bit of sour grapes with uh, John Fitch and UFC, and I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure, probably so. It's- you know, it's very interesting because, uh, you know, when I listen to your podcast and I'm thinking about my podcast, it's yeah. fun that what we may not be getting uh, the, the recognition because obviously there are larger media outlets covering similar news. But we're breaking some of this information, you know, stuff with yeah. Leslie, stuff with John, the MMF, uh, the Fighters Association Project Spearhead. We're getting to this stuff quicker than some of the big MMA outlets are. No, that's cool. Uh, so I it's mean, it's about time. Yeah, it really is. Now, you and I. <laughs> We met in sort of a comedic way, and uh, I've, I've told the story Please. a few times, but but never on this podcast. I'll let you tell it in your own words. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I work as a journalist forty three hours a week, and so professional. When I'm doing the pod, yes. So when okay. I'm doing the podcast, I like to stay away from anything that's do with journalism. And I probably should have did a little bit more digging. But basically, what happened is I'll take the blame for it. But Cajun had a strong hunch that this fake ally kinta account on twitter was the real deal <laughs> um and so i reached out to fake al to get him on who i thought was real al to get him on uh yeah. our podcast because cajun and al i don't even know how to describe the relationship now but at the time it was a little heated i think um, i think they're getting along now but it's well. It's weird. They're working for the same. Yeah. We're fighting for the same cause now because uh, Al is now treasurer of Project Spearhead. Cajun is vice president. It's it's nice. all an interesting mess. Uh, but it turns out that fake Al was not the real Al. It was you. Yes. And so you and Al kind of got in cahoots and you planned this whole big thing. And we had you on our podcast thinking you were Ally Quinta. Oh man. We almost got you. But uh, you stuck to your guns, man, and we bought it, and we put it on the air. And it was the best thing that ever happened to us. It was the most listens we've ever gotten on an episode. That's crazy. Al tweeted it. So, you know, I think thank the, you, Al. Thank yeah, you, Aaron. Thank you, Al. Indeed. Like, and Ariel. Ariel gave you some love, Ariel. Man. Ariel gave us some, uh, I don't know if I call it love, but he gave us something. Man, you know, all in good fun. All in good and fun, I, yeah. I think it boosted you. It boosted, like, that episode after like I had the Al, I I had the real Al Iaquinta that week where we kind of planned it out, and it was like two weeks mm-hmm. prior, and uh, that was my most listened to episode by far. Yeah, so, it's interesting how that happens. It, it was crazy, <laughs> and then you know I I had Al on a second time. It wasn't it wasn't as well received, but it was still one of the higher rated episodes. But you know it was cool. I think mean, it was good things happen for both of us. Hopefully, Cajun is not mad at me or, or oh, whatever. No, he, he, he. It takes it all in stride. I don't I, worry about Cajun. I don't know. I, I, you know, he says he's Zen and this and that, but sometimes I think I rile him up a little bit on Twitter. But uh, you know, probably, probably. <laughs> but, you know, okay, Cajun, Cajun is still a little raging deep down. He well, does a good job of zoning in, but you got to be man. Can't, you're a fighter. You got to be a, a fighter, little, man. You got to be a little. Oh, UFC London. Uh, almost time for the stare downs. I am super stoked. You know what? Uh-oh. I don't know. Is it now that you kind of have a relationship with some UFC fighters? Is it? more tense for you when you watch fighters that you have developed even a small relationship with because the first time I saw any of my friends fight it was both Sarah Morris and Cajun Johnson Sarah I'd known yeah. for a few years Cajun we've been doing the podcast we had we were just launched the podcast together and it had a whole different layer of tension when you're watching those fights you know this will be the first this will be the first real test because <laughs> 
Al is probably the one I talk to the most, and yeah. he's fighting in April, and he says it's going great. I just actually, uh, we exchanged messages back and forth today, and uh, he says he's he's his training's going good, and yeah, it's gonna be a tough one, man, because Paul is no joke, you know. Paul is no joke, yeah, man. Paul is no joke, but you know, even though it's spread out, Al hasn't lost in a really long time, and I know he's had some time off between fights here and there, but. Mm -hmm. He he's fight he's fought a lot of well known names. Felder has not, but that's I don't know, man. I I, I think Al's Stuff got it. Pick. But it's maybe emotional, maybe it's not. But I think Al has it, man. You know, it's hard because um, I find even if you try and strip away the emotional tie, there is this insight you have on one fighter now that you don't have on the other. So when you hear that. Al is doing great when I hear that Cajun is doing great. Mm -hmm. You don't really hear the other side of it, right? No. And so you almost feel like you have some sort of insider knowledge on what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, like I'm not counting Stevie Ray out of this for a second. No, and we'll get to that. But let's uh, – how about we just start picking – now, listen, I'm not saying the UFC puts on a ton of events, but some of these fighters don't have a Wikipedia page or possibly – Oh, uh, no, this fight card sucks. <laughs> <laughs> on name value this fight card sucks <laughs> well we're gonna pick four fights where uh people have heard of some of these guys and i'm gonna tell you the truth the only reason we're picking this first fight is because mark hand of god beer that is his name mark god beer he has the best nickname in all of mma i don't care what you say versus yeah, it's yeah it's beautiful it is uh, it's beautiful. right it's right up there with uh oh let me find his name uh give me one second here it's so it's Mark Godbeer, and, yes, and it's his nickname is just Hand of, yeah, Hand awesome. of Godbeer, yes, that's beautiful, genius name. It is. Uh, the only person to match him is Ron Waterman. Oh yeah, uh, a veteran, uh, kind of a journeyman who went by the name of Ron H two O Waterman, H two O Man Waterman. Nice, the shittiest nickname I've ever heard. I, I think my next favorite has to be Andre Touchy Feely. Come on. Uh, apparently, Megan Olivi gave him that one. So, really? shout out to Megan for that one. I like, yeah, that's a pretty good one. All right. Uh, and I like anything where, yeah, like the nickname plays into the next word. I always think that's pretty clever. I think if you have to with classic favorites, I think the Dean of Mean Keith Jardine always yes. had a really sick ring to it. That was good, man. That was great. <laughs> See, you got to talk to Cajun because what happened to Diego Sanchez's career when he started changing his nickname every other week? <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought, I thought, uh, you know, I don't even mind if he decided to change his nickname to Magic Man. But it's the fact that he didn't. If he, if it's true that he didn't stick to it, you got to commit, man. You got to commit one way or the other. Listen, I'm I'm going to take credit for this because I put the I put the shake and bake meme on his Twitter and uh, said uh, I think that name's already taken, and he tweets back zero fucks given. So. <laughs> And then he changed it the next day. So okay. <laughs> I think you do rile him up a little bit. I, think I know. I felt kind of actually. I I don't usually feel bad, but the guy's cutting weight. He's getting ready to fight. I I didn't want to upset anyone during fight week. That's never my intention. So uh, uh, he's he. I mean, to his credit, he's a little bit of a shit disturber as well. Uh, um, I, I I don't know what the rules are with language on this podcast. So no, no, we're have, we're good. I I uh, we're okay. We're fine. You know what? Um. He, yeah, for all of his talk, and I love Cajun, but for all of his talks, uh, when he was interviewing uh, you, for example, as <laughs> Al, 
He wants to play nice. He wants to be friends, but yeah. then he has no problem kind of riling you up and trying to get some shots in there. So I don't know if I told you this or not. You guys nearly yeah. broke me within the first five minutes because yeah, you yeah. Ugh, you said, "Is this really Al?" And I'm like, "Fuck, yeah." These guys. Okay, I, I just these guys want to believe. I just need to keep going. We wanted to believe. Yeah, no, you had like we wanted to believe that this was happening. So and, and then I saw that on Twitter. You know, where somebody's told Cajun that wasn't me or there wasn't Al. And he's like, yes, it was. <laughs> he was like serious. And then uh, then all hell broke loose. But enough of that, man. That story, oh, that awesome. this story never does, never, it never does get old. But, man. Oh, no, it's a good story. But first fight, uh, Mark, Hand of God beer versus Dimitri, Wicked Machine, Sosnovsky. I can't even say it. Let me give, let me give it a try. Right, uh, Sosnovsky. Sosnovsky. Yes. Sosnovsky. I'm going to give uh, I'm so much better at these when it's not on my own podcast. Oh. I absolutely butcher all these names when it's my show. You know, I practiced too before this, and then I just totally lost it. So really, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So with Godbeer is coming. Uh, he's coming off of two wins, although his last win was because of a weird disqualification with Walt Harris. Did you see that? Oh yeah, that was. Uh, there's been a couple of those because there was that one. Yeah. Which I, I think I think that one was a little. I I would have. I would have at least considered no contest on that one from my recollection of it. Okay, so uh, from what I recall, like, uh, Walt kicked him in the nuts first, or kneed him in the nuts. Yeah. And then the referee calls timeout and separates him, and Walt launches a head kick at him. So I got to go back and watch it, because yeah. my whole – what I recall that part of the problem being was uh, that – the referee didn't really get in the way. He just kind of right. called it, but he didn't separate the two fighters. Right. Um, which sometimes, like I, I think a DQ was like I, I had no problems with how it was called. Um, but I remember there's a little bit of controversy. But that's been happening been happening a lot because yeah, just a week or two ago, uh, Hector Lombard. That was weird too. Isn't that, that was a bad. That was worse. I think. I think the timing on that was worse. Like that was way after the bell. Well, this was I don't know. But then the other. Thing is, too, the ref didn't get in separate him. They say it's the referee's yeah, exactly. responsibility. It's not the fight. Sometimes the fighters can't hear the bell. But okay, I don't, I don't so here, I, go ahead. I, I'm watching this Walt Harris one, and what okay. I'm seeing is there's the there is the kick. There's there's the low blow. Yeah. Godbeer starts walking away. Mm -hmm. uh, Walt, I'm guessing, thinks he's hurt him with like a shot to the abdomen or something. <laughs> So he gets the head kick as the guy's flying away, and the referee is not between them, and he's running towards them. So the referee okay. was, like, way off on the side. All right. Um, and it was a weird one. It a lot of these are kind of weird. But something to remember, but, though, God Godbeer would have lost that round. Had, yeah, had it, he was it, not, he was not yeah, winning that so fight. So he was not winning. But then you have um, the Wicked Machine, who is 10-0. He's making his very first walk to the octagon, but I've— He's never beaten anyone I've ever heard of except for Fedor's brother, and he might have fought him in a parking lot. I'm not really sure. And he hasn't fought since May 2015. So, oh, is that true? I didn't. I missed that stat. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Fought since 2015. I mean, huh. look it up. And he's coming in on short notice. He, he is coming in. He is coming on short notice, isn't he? I forgot about that. Yeah. So, ah, huh. that's an interesting point. You know, to be honest with you, I haven't been very impressed with Godbeer in the UFC. No. Except for his nickname. Except for his nickname. Uh, he just he ju lost to Justin Ledet. That's okay. Um, he Justin Ledet's three zero in the UFC. He was losing to Walt Harris, who is again a decent guy. He's yeah. been in the UFC for a long time. Lower level though. Uh, lower level. You know what? I was actually gonna take Dimitri on the on the uh, 
sort of like the underdog here, the dark horse in this one. But considering the fact he hasn't fought in about three years, I'm kind of concerned about him. Yeah, unless he's training with gorillas or something like that, I, <laughs> I can't pick against the hand of Godbeer. Oh, I'll take Godbeer on experience, but um, beating Alexander Milienko in 2014, this is prior to his conviction, is no joke, man. That's a that's a decent win. Yeah, I think I think if you're gonna look at individual names on a card, I think Dimitri's win over Alexander Milienko is more significant than anyone Godbeer has beaten in his career. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We, we got to consider the UFC jitters, too. That's a real deal. UFC jitter. Yeah, you know what? The, a lot of these Russian guys, they come in, and they don't do all that great in their yeah. debut. They they have this kind of... I, I think it's just such a separate world. They fight in a very different way. Um, if you look at this dude's record, uh, only two of his fights have gone to a decision, Dimitri's. And if you look at the Sam Alvey fight recently... Mm-hmm. Sam Alvey was the underdog, I think, because his opponent came in with a lot of credentials. Well, and he was first fight at 205. First fight at 205. But this guy came in with a, with, with a lot of hype. Yep. Uh, I think it was another Russian dude. And just the way he fought wasn't the way you typically see uh, kind of like a traditional North American fighter compete. It was very brutish. Uh, it was very taxing. And I think these Russian fighters come in with a different kind of mentality. And it takes them a little while to get... Uh, acclimated, but he fight. He's apparently he's with American top teams, so there's something to be said about that too. Uh-huh. Right. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to take Dimitri. Just all right, just, to just so we have something. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I feel like we're going to be on the same page. Oh, actually, I don't know. There's one more on here that might surprise us. Okay. All right. Let's all see. right. Well, we're going to pick your boy next. Raging Cajun Johnson. Well, no, no. Or the Magic, Magic Man, Man Cajun oh, Johnson. Wait, or, Kung or, Fu Cajun. Maybe just uh, Cajun Johnson. Golly. He, he should consult. He needs a team of people to consult with before he, he does. picks. I'm surprised he didn't talk to me about this. Actually, uh, um, I mean, listen, he's all he's all alone in London. You're not there with him. Yeah, I mean, you know, our relation, like we have a good relationship, but it's yeah. you know, we we are more co-hosts and friends. I would say. Yep. Um, that being said, I, yeah, if it's going to impact the name of the podcast, you should talk to me about this. I know it's it's going to be the uh, agreeable MMA podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, sure. I, I, okay. So no, no name chased for now. We're we're gonna, we're we're. I want to know what happens with this though. You got to keep me in the loop here. But uh, Cajuns won three straight against. I don't want to say unknown fighters, but personally, people I'm not very familiar with. Uh, his last fight, a knockout in the third round. That's Adriano Martins, and then Stevie Ray though. He's coming off of loss to Fall Felder, but. Before that, he had two really close decisions go in his favor against Ross Pearson and Joe Lazan. Now, I like Cajun's chances in this one. Stevie, you know, he was on the shelf. He was unsure of his UFC future. And he's taking this on short notice. So what are you thinking? So what's interesting about Stevie Ray, and this is more through the conversations I've had with him, but he says he believes he performs better uh, without with shorter training camps when right. it's on short notice. He feels... Like uh, he overtrains a lot, he fight, he practices really hard, and so there's a lot of wear and tear going into that Paul Felder fight. Uh, but this is what I'll say: people don't really people look at Cajun's record. He's 22 and 12 right now, mm-hmm. but they forget that a lot of those fights came early in his career, and he really is a journeyman. He's been doing this since 2002. This is his 16th year as a pro. He had a fight with Rory McDonald. Yeah, a fight with Rory McDonald back in the day. And if you are to go and you know, uh, take Hen Brow, for example, or Jose Aldo. I think they both lost their very first professional fights. Mm-hmm. If you 
or to go back and sort of erase the first few years of his listen in his first three years he had i'm looking on his wiki now he had 17 fights in his first three years crazy that's wild he went eight and nine in the, uh so yeah in, in february 2005 he was seven nine as a pro if you erase that one i'm trying to do some math here five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen if you ignore the fir- first three years of his career, he's 15 and three. Okay. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Adriana Martins was no joke, man. That no. guy has a win over uh, some Kapalov, who Cajun Ooh, was supposed yeah. to fight. Um, he had fought, that guy had fought Cerrone. He'd beat Krugsh- uh, Darren Crookshank. He beat some dudes. Stevie Ray, I like Stevie Ray a lot, but I think in 2017. If you are a, if you're at that next level, mm-hmm. you should not be going to a majority decision against Joe Lozon. No, I, I love Joe, and you know he's he's been responsible for a lot of uh, exciting fights. But no, he's on the decline for sure. He's on the decline. Same with Ross Pearson. The split decision went yep. over Ross Pearson, yep. who's great and crisp. But what that shows me is, you know, his career in the UFC started off great against some of the uh, lower level competition. Yeah, but he hasn't been able to finish anyone even. Half notable. No. Uh, whereas my boy Cajun is coming off that knockout against Adriano Martins. I know it was a late, f- you know, it went to the third round. It was tough, yeah. but you know, Cajun's three and one with a three fight winning streak in the UFC, and I don't think that's anything to scoff at either. Nope. So I actually really like Cajun's chances in this. Um, I think if you looked at that Adriano Martins fight, and even Cormier was mentioning it on the mic, uh, he looks he's calm in there and he looks like he knows what he's doing okay uh cormier was saying well like i was talking to cage he said he didn't have any ring rust it doesn't look like it even though he hadn't fought in two years like when cajun moves in there he's very comfortable and yeah. he has so much experience and he coaches now he has got his own school and i think cajun is going in there with more experience and a lot of confidence in his game plan and his skill set all right. Now, at the end of the day, anything can happen in a fight, right? So right. it's entirely possible that he goes in there and he can't execute. A lot of great fighters can't execute on fight night. Well, and it's more of a – I think it's more of a traveling uh, hazard for him than it is probably for Stevie Ray. Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people sleep on Cajun. I think he, you know he's been he, – his UFC career has been stretched out because of injury. Yeah. And he keeps getting put on these – Dumb in these like international cards with well, fighters who nobody knows. I think he may have done that to himself just a little bit. Uh, you know, a little bit. He God love him though for speaking for the fighters and and for giving like he really does give zero fucks when it comes to that. And I guess I just found out the other day he got. I didn't. Did you know he got booted from the uh, golly with that retreat that fighter retreat for speaking out against Reebok that year? Yeah, I didn't know he got. I didn't know he ended up getting kicked out for it. Uh, well, he uh, maybe not kicked out completely, but he was asked to leave the room because of, uh, I guess, uh, Reebok was doing their presentation and uh, Cajun spoke out for the fighters. So That's why. He, um, he also got kicked out of uh, when CM Punk was doing a big panel prior to his first fight and Donald Cerrone <laughs> was there. Cajun went up to the mic. It was like a QA, and a and he started being like, so do you not feel bad for taking all this fucking money from the oh fighters and uh yeah donald cerrone got into it late into the cage in a bit it was a little wild from what i hear awesome i didn't know that 
Yeah, Cajun, Cajun has no filter. He'll, he'll say it as it is, which I appreciate, man. I think that's a good thing. I, I love guys when they say they're Zen and they're not. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful well, thing he, to me. He won't, he won't lie to you, and that's what I like about yeah. Cajun. You know, I think yeah. we in general, and, and I have this attitude a little bit, um, he's not afraid to call people out on bullshit. Yeah. And in this day and age, people are all too afraid of being, uh, of hurting people's feelings, of confrontation. Oh, yeah. And that's the one thing I really love about Cajun is he will tell you what he believes is his truth. He's open to hearing your side of it. Yeah. But he'll tell you what he believes. I'll tell you what. There, there's a difference between Zen and being at peace with who you are and what you believe yeah. in. I, th- I think it's yeah. more he's at peace with who he is. But I agree. I agree. But I'm not going to argue with him. So, <laughs> so sorry. Who do, you, who do you think takes this fight? Holy uh, Cajun. Really? Wow. That's good to hear. I'm hoping... I feel like Stevie Ray's got a bit more of a reputation off the, for some reason yeah. off that Paul Felder fight. So I'm hoping Cajun's on the, uh, the underdog on this because I think I can win a little bit of money on I him. I think so. I, you know, just by strength of schedule and, and how he won and everything else, I got I to gotta pick Cajun. And I still want the stars to align, you know, selfish me. I want the stars to align so that we can have a Cajun and Raging Al fight one of these days. Cajun is an underdog. Wonderful. Really? It's It's going to... Yeah, he's a, he's a slight underdog. I, again, it's weird. Cajun does not get any love from, you know, uh, there, there's a percentage, but people don't give him a lot of love for his skill set. Wow. His name value. I don't know what's happened. I think he people look at his record and then they look at his inactivity in the UFC. And uh, yeah, I guess they decide that he's not as big of a star as Cajun believes he is. All right, man. Well, I would bet some money. I will be betting. So yeah, I gotta get. I, got, I was doing really well for a while in the betting when I started, and then I definitely plateaued. So it's time to get a little bit of my money back. All right, man. Well, this would be the one to bet on. But uh, don't, uh, listeners. You know, Shaq's a professional. Don't don't bet because I told you to bet. Uh, anyway, all right. Light heavyweight Jimmy Manawa versus Jan Blackowitz. Oh, oh, I actually love Jan Blackowitz, but uh, Jimmy's got this all day. I think. Yeah, I mean, this is a rematch from April 2015. It's a weird rematch, it, isn't well, it? Well. I guess I kind of looked into this today. So, yeah, Manawa took home the decision in, in 2015. And it is interesting because, you know, Blockowitz is coming off of two wins. Manawa is coming off a devastating knockout loss to Vulcan Ozdemir. I mean, it knocked him out of t- title contention, at least for the near future. But apparently, this rematch is happening because Shogun, Shogun Hua, and Glover, Tashira, both turned down the fight. So, I, I, I'm not surprised... Shogun turned down the fight. I think yeah. Shogun doesn't want any more head damage. I'm actually very surprised that Glover turned down the fight because this is I I, th- I would think that's actually a pretty winnable fight for Glover. It may, and I don't know why he turned it down and look it up, but I mean he took a pretty good beating against uh, Gustafson. So. Gustafson, yeah, uh, he did, and Johnson. Um, yeah. but those are you know those are cream of the crop fighters in that division. Like he looked very impressive against um, not Uzdemir, but the other dude who was on the come up. I'm trying to think what his name was. Uh, Lever to share. Uh, uh, Misha Serkinov. Misha yeah, Serkinov. Yeah. He, he schooled Misha Serkinov. And Misha Serkinov was right up there in the possible breakout light heavyweight star category. I mean, so I'm very surprised Glover wouldn't take that fight. Because I thought that was the perfect fight. Glover's huge, man. He's a big guy. Like, he looked so big against Patrick Cummings. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. But then, then he fought Anthony Johnson. He didn't look so big. <laughs> so i don't know all right but a lot of body changes happening in the ufc lately if you've noticed yeah yes there is uh thank you usada all right 
so I, I think a win, a dominant win, puts him right back in the title picture. You know, yeah, it's such a thin division. How could it not? I don't know. I mean, I think I think we're gonna pick the same here, but I I got Jimmy. I think also. it's Jimmy Manoa. I think it's Jimmy. I, I think he finishes it this time. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I do too. Yeah, yeah. But, we'll uh, see. Jan, Jan's game, man. Jan is really game. I definitely see Blockowitz as a consistent kind of top fifteen guy for the next few years. Okay. All right. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how far he can get in the, the division. Now this is the main event of the evening. It it, it should have been Michael Bisping. They couldn't come to a deal. Um. I, w- I didn't want to see Bisbing go out, uh, his retirement fight go out on Fight Pass anyway. But uh, heavyweight Fabricio Verdun versus Alexander Volkov. Now, do you think? Do you think at all? Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, do you think yeah. at all that Jimmy Manoa should have been headlining this card? Because Verdun versus Volkov is not that much sexier. No, it's not. And it, I think it's kind of one of those weird things with uh, weight division. But no, it's not. It's yeah. it's not. They sh- they probably could have headlined with Manoa, you know, because you know. London loves their hometown boys. They do. And Jimmy's headlined there before. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not like they're trying to sell pay-per-views here either. So why wouldn't he? I mean, it, okay. Verdum, listen, how could he not beat Volkov? Okay, this is one of these deals where recent wins and losses don't exactly mean anything here because Verdum hasn't lost but twice since 2011, and that's to... Current heavyweight champ, Stipe, and then a decision that went to Alistair that could have went either way. And Volkov is coming off five five wins in a row, but against le- lesser competition like a Timothy Johnson and a possibly declining Stefan Struve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's, it's Verdum all the way. There's no reason to doubt him. In fact, I think Verdum should have been getting a stronger fight than Volkov. Yeah. Um, I know he's also in limbo because he got knocked out by Miocic really quick. Miocic is mm-hmm. now fighting Cormier. He lost to Overeem, but uh, I would have held off on Verdum and maybe thought about doing, I don't know, Verdum. I, I mean, I, I want them to bring Curtis Blades up a little bit more slowly, yeah. but I feel like this is not the... Uh, Volkov is great, man. Volkov's up there. He's a good fighter. But considering the fact that his last two... Win, uh, Verdum just came off of victories over Walt Harris and um, Marcin Taibora. I think they should have saved her doom for like a Derek Lewis or something. Yeah. Now, does Curtis Blades have a fight coming up? Does he? Let's see. Oh, I'm looking up too. I, I can't find it, but. Um, I think they should. Uh, yeah. He- oh, he's fighting Alistair Overeem. Okay. That's good. That's right. That's good. That's great then. I think they should have waited in a match for Doom with uh, Lewis. Yeah, me too. Oh, Lewis is also coming up of a win versus Tyboros. So that would have been, yeah. Lewis is a little busy with his wife at the moment, but you know. After oh, that. oh, what happened now? He's busy. With oh, wife? did you not hear? Oh, did you not hear the post-fight speech? Oh yes, oh, yes, okay. yes, 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 uh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, Steve. Balls, Steve. That was almost as good as uh, Brock Lesnar's many, many moves ago, right. where he said he was. And then, and the, and then Nate Diaz right after with the joint in the crowd. Oh my God! Beautiful. That was that was amazing. I, that was great. I mean, you you can't script that stuff. Oh, oh man, that's gonna happen naturally. Well, shoot, man. All right, well, I think we've done it. I think we picked the fights. I think we're, I think we're right. I think we're gonna, except for one, we disagree on the very first fight because you are picking Dimitri. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know, man. No, Godbeer should win it, but gotta go out on a limb. We'll see what happens. I have one upset. I don't think Cajun will be an upset. I think he's the underdog. Man, I don't know. I, I, that's just 
that's strange to me because you know, based on strength of schedule and how Stevie's won these fights, I don't, I don't see it. And Stevie's a cool dude. Like that's the first time I've ever really heard him speak was on your podcast. Yeah, he was actually very. I know he really opened up towards the end there. He was a little shy at first, but uh, once he got comfortable, he was actually a very good guest. He's one of the actually, I think he's up there with some of my favorite guests. Yeah, he was good. Man. Yeah, I think so. What a good sport. I mean, coming on his opponent's podcast while right, while his sure. opponent is a. Uh, Got the sniffles, I guess it was at that oh. point. But I'm glad he's healthy. I'm glad this. Yeah, they've got Cajun as a plus one fifty five. I am going to try and make a little bit of money on that one. Do it. You know what? I, I've I've got my fix of like, like the MMA betting. I thought I was going to be so good at it. I had a really <laughs> strong start, and then I I, I f- messed it up a little bit. And at this point, I'm just looking to like spend all the money, break even, and take it back out. I think I'm done with this whole betting thing. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm I'm no good, no good. It doesn't give me it doesn't give me quite the thrill I was hoping it would. Yeah, like I think I'm such a purist that I don't want to be betting against. I don't want to be watching the fight and wanting one person to win based off of who I put my money down on the line for. You know. All right, that's very noble. I, right, I, can, just, I can see it. It's, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. I don't know. All right, all right. Well, hey, before I get you off here, um. Before I get you off, that's a poor choice of words. Anyway, where can we find you? Where Aaron, can we you're married. To you? I, you're I, I'm totally married. Happily married. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. Uh, where can we find you? Where can we hear you? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, for the time being, it's called the Rage and MMA podcast. Every Thursday oh. drops around noon Pacific time. Uh, this week's episode is going to come out tomorrow. Was uh, getting knee surgery yesterday. Yeah, so man. a little bit of break from that. Uh, you, if you need to read up on your entertainment news 40 plus hours a week, I'll be writing for Entertainment Tonight Canada. Uh, if you're into the Juno Awards for some reason, I'm guessing most Americans are not, but I will be uh, working some social media on the red carpet at the Juno Awards. Yeah, you got to tell me what that is. Uh, it's like the Canadian Grammys. Got it. The Canadians. Got it. Uh, so, you know, we got like our four Canadian artists. Oh, all right. You know, we got our, like, Drake won't show up to it anymore. Justin Bieber won't show up to it anymore. But, like, Arcade Fire will be there. Probably, like, Sean Mendez for your kids. Uh, <laughs> All right. Headley was going to be there, but they have a lot of sexual assault allegations against them right now. So they probably won't be there. And you think Crazy America, times. You think America's a mess right now. Yeah, just wait and see Canada. Man. Yeah, man. No. Except right. we, got a very, we got a very pretty uh, prime minister, though. Oh, so okay. Okay. Uh, are, have you seen Justin? What's that? Justin Trudeau. Have you seen Justin Trudeau's face? Justin Trudeau's a good-looking man. Oh, I have to Google him real quick. <laughs> wow, really? You don't know what Justin Trudeau looks like, man? Come on. There's a great. There's a great photo of. Uh, it's either Melania Trump or um, God. What's Donald Trump's daughter's name? Oh, uh, Ivanka. Ivanka Trump, like really checking out Justin Trudeau. Nice. Oh, he does have some. Has a, he has a nice lock of hair right there. You know, he has a nice lock of hair. Nice, uh, nice waves there. He's got, he's got a lot of legs yeah. up there. All right, all right. In fact, if you if you go and watch, uh, there's a celebrity boxing match he did a few years ago. Really? <laughs> that he won. Believe it or not. So I got a kick-ass prime minister. I don't know about his policy, but his <laughs> his uh. His fighting skills aren't that bad. Nice. Well, you know, you need that in a prime minister <laughs> and and a president, I guess. But I, I think I think we're both uh, one, one of us is a little lacking in that department. So yeah, I think I think Trudeau wins in a boxing match against Donald Trump. I don't know. Trump's kind of big. <laughs> don't you know? Don't bet against the underdog. We, you, we fueled by all that diet. Fueled by all that diet coke. <laughs> diet coke and uh, McDonald's, man. Oh yeah, you got love the That's McDonald's. Wild, man. 
All right, buddy. Well, hey, I hope we do this again soon. Maybe we'll go sure, back but... on the uh, the other podcast and uh, podcast. Oh, podcast. yeah, we'd love to have you. you All gotta... right. Can you do a Dana White impression to go with your Dana White God, account? I wish I could. I can't do anyone. Uh, I can't do anybody, apparently. Uh, but, Rachel, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't even do a good Al. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think I did a Gilbert Godfrey for you once. And uh, yeah, no, that's about it, man. I, I can't do a Dana White. I wish I could. I would do like uh, I would do like Jeff Cesaro in the Chet Waterhouse podcast or whatever, Play With Pain. I would totally do that. I would be Dana White every week. It would be hilarious, but I can't do it. I can't pull it off. All right, man. So we'll talk soon. All right, definitely. Take care. (laughs) You too, my man. All right, bye. Always fun talking to Shaq. Uh, Until next time, this is Aaron Weinbaum. Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com.